I'm Lee. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. Tune in live at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for your weekly dose of art and design. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, thank you for tuning in to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Lee. I'm Lauren. And we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Andrew. <laughs> um, I'm in their graphic design cohort. Yes. Yes, Andrew is a fellow senior graphic designer, um, as Lauren and I, and we're super excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah, so excited. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm so excited. I can't stop smiling. So uh, <laughs> let's, let's jump right in. Lauren, what do you have today? Okay, so I'm going to talk about something that I actually saw on an advertisement when I was at the nail salon the other day. And it's about the Kiev City Ballet, which is Ukraine's finest ballet company. And it was founded in 2012 by this guy named Ivan Kozlov. Um, it now has 40 dancers that have, perf- that have performed in four continents and has built a reputation as their finest ballet company. They do stuff like Swan Lake, the Nutcracker, you know, the usual. But they also do much more modern ballet stuff. But what's crazy is last year... On February 23rd, which was almost a year ago to the day, which is kind of crazy, um, they began touring in Paris, and the next day, Russia invaded Ukraine. So the ballet group has not been back to Ukraine since then. Paris granted them a long-term residency because obviously they couldn't go back home. Um, and so they started trying to save their culture through dance, which I think is really interesting, which I think goes along with stuff that we've talked about before with like art and activism. Mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of ties in. Um, but one of the dancers says that she feels that the aim of the group is to show the world their light and energy. And Kozlov, the um, art director now, he said... When asked if they feel bad, if the company feels bad for not currently being in Ukraine, he says, it's not guilt. We feel sorry that we cannot be in two places at the same time, you know. We're doing our best from the field of war, from the stages. You know, we represent our country. We're trying to show how brave we are, how strong we are. And they perform three works. Two of them are fairly new, like have been created since the war started. One of them is called Tribute to Peace, which is a neoclassical work with like familiar music themes. Um, And the other one, which is their most, which is their newest work is called Men of Kiev. And it showcases traditional folk dance with competitive force. The last one they do is like more of a classic ballet wedding dance for two people. But like I said, they have not returned home since touring last year. And they actually started touring in the United States for the first time ever. Mm. Do you know what month that was? (sighs) Was it, like, super recently or? I mean, I think they were touring in the U.S. last fall. Last fall. Mm. But I just, I saw that and I thought it was crazy that, like, they haven't been home. And they've been in the U.S. for the first time. And they're just really just trying to show their culture and save it. Which I think is crazy. That is really crazy. Especially that they've they haven't been home in almost over a year now. Yeah. Yeah, since the war started. Yeah. Well that's like insane to me, I think, is just like knowing what's happening, like where you're from and also like no like they haven't physically seen like what has happened to right. their childhood homes right. and right. stuff like that. It it must be like super hard to or like it must be, I don't know, a a big internal battle, I guess, to think like 
how they're portraying like their country to the world versus like mm-hmm. what's happening back home which right. they like haven't gone to see specifically the quote you said earlier about you know they can't help being at t- they can't be two places at once mm-hmm. um that's like really hard that people i guess expect them right to some I extent know. to know like what their war torn country is like right now i thought about that do too. we know how like people are are like reacting to it or I is think it like it's very positive right um, i hope so yeah i mean i haven't seen it's <laughs> called the never ending tour cuz like they don't know when they're going to end <laughs> that's crazy um, but yeah i just saw okay so they arrived in paris for a two week national tour last february but then they have been continuing and they crossed the atlantic for the first time for their first us tour last fall and they toured in the united states from september 16th to october 26th wow in 15 cities including new york city and they're still doing shows right yeah they're still doing shows wow outside of the expectation for them to know like what's happening in their hometown i feel like it just it must be really hard like they've been not home for over a year now they know the home that they would potentially go to is not like the home they're used to Mm. Like, it must just be so difficult to continue to, you know, not only work their, the creative aspect of them and the creative side of them and show the world, like, who they are, but to also, like, to push their bodies through that at the same time. Because, you know, dance is so intense. Right. And it's also, like, that's, like, a mental intensity. Yeah. 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 Like, like, there's a lot they're carrying. It's a little black black swan type moment. Mm. And guys, I've never seen. How did we miss this? They came to Opelika, Alabama. Are you serious? On October 20th. How is that? I did not know that. I guess, like, the the media hadn't picked it up. The media did not pick it up. So I guess we didn't notice. Because they also went to Montgomery. Oh, I would have loved to Where in Opelika? Like, what location? The Opelika Center for the Performing Arts, and no, they did not come to Birmingham. They came to Montgomery and Opelika, and then they went to, like, New Orleans. But mm. they went to very random cities. They went to Fort Worth, Texas. Oh. Mm. Bunch of random places. Weird Opelika and not Birmingham. I know. Maybe it was, like, weird. a venue thing. Opelika is also, like, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Opelika is a very artsy Opelika is super artsy. It is really artsy. Maybe that's it. Opelika is like Auburn's artsy counterpart. Right, for sure. So true. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Hey, we're pretty artsy in Auburn, though. No, but what you were saying. Only on campus. Oh, yeah. Like only in the select spaces you find. Right. Good luck. (laughs) Um, No, but what you're saying about art and activism, that's like a thread we touch on so much in the show. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of our secondary thing, I guess. Literally. And. It's, I do genuinely, like, my heart, like, really aches for these people because, like, they didn't sign up to be, like, okay, we're going to be the ambassadors to Mm -hmm. show what Ukraine culture is. That is crazy. But they, like, taken it as, like, a role amongst themselves to do that. Like, I saw this girl's quote. She was, like, we just want to save Ukraine's culture. We just want to, like, show everyone. And so they've turned it into such a positive thing. Yeah. Right. Although I'm, their hearts are obviously so I don't heavy, know if I would be able to do that. I don't like, know if I would be either. That sounds so intense it's, on someone. It's like a big responsibility, too, to be like, okay, like our culture is getting torn down in our mm-hmm. home country right now. And like no one really knows what's going to happen to Ukraine five, right. six, seven years right. from now, you know. And for them to be like, okay, like it's our job to show the rest of the world yes. what Ukraine is. Yeah. I do really like that. And it's also like such a true testament to like – 
the artist's mindset of mm-hmm. being like, yeah, I have nothing else. I right. have this art. Like, yeah. I just need to yeah. keep going. That's so true. No one perseveres quite the way an artist No, does. really. Literally. That is so true. That is <laughs> I so was true. literally thinking about that today, actually. I was like, I was working on a project earlier today. I was texting you about it. Um, or was I texting? I don't know. I told, oh, no, I showed you today later t- uh, when we were working earlier at the library. Ugh, but the After Effects oh, animation. Oh, my gosh. No, yeah. This is the, the. I haven't done anything yet. Have you not? Not, no, it's so embarrassing. Please, it's not I don't embarrassing. want to talk about you're, it. I don't you're want talking to talk about it. Talking <laughs> about it. Um, anyway. No, but, uh, it, oh, crap, where was I? Um, no, but, like, I was thinking today, I was, I was working on a project. I had, like, kind of hit a wall with it, and I was walking out of class, and I was like, how much more can my brain pour out? Like, right. my brain is empty. My heart is empty. Like, I am an artist. That is what I have decided I'm going to be for the rest of my life. But like being an artist is so tiring. Like mentally, it's just exhausting to be like, I have to create something beautiful all the time. And I cannot imagine what that pressure would be Mm -hmm. like to be touring around the country and to be like, it is on how many, how many people are on this? 40, 40, 40 40 people out of an entire country. Do we know how old are they? Like how old they are? Oh, probably too young to deal yeah, with probably, I feel like probably probably a little older than us but not by yeah her. dance is a young person's yeah. feel right for and sure like, for sure ballet i feel like ballet is always so it's so intense like i feel like it's a more intense dance form oh, i don't know absolutely. that for a fact well you're absolutely. playing no, ballet yeah, absolutely. too especially on your body yeah exactly they're so mm-hmm. it's so intense already so then to couple in the war oh, and yeah. like the pressure to continue your culture mm. it's just and a lot. outside of never like, ending well, I guess not entirely outside of the war, but outside of, like, just knowing what their, like, home country is like now. Like, just knowing that, like, they're not with their family. I know. Mm. That's they don't necessarily so know That's what you talked happening. about. Yeah. That's what Lauren talked about earlier is that there was, like, a quote from someone who was like, I talked to my mom recently yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, she just, talked, she just talked to her mom over the phone because they're, oh my gosh. obviously, you can't visit. But how... I I would not be able to like hear my mom on the phone oh, yeah. in a war torn area. That would that would and take be able me to out. stay. That away. would absolutely yeah. That would take me, me out. Too. Yeah. No. That that's crazy. Like, could you imagine being in I don't know like Germany or something right now and knowing the U.S. was in at war for a year mm. yeah, and crazy. like the place you knew is just no longer like there right. no so longer much. the place you knew. It's just sad, but it's also. It just goes to show, like, art, like, we were saying, like, two minutes ago. Yes, art will persevere. Art will prevail. And if nothing else, like, art is a way to show who you are and where you're from. Right. Yeah. All of our designs are affected by the place we've grown up. Like, we're all from Birmingham. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure if we were to compare our stuff to an artist or to a designer from, like, Arizona or something. Like, Mm -hmm. there would be touches of our design that's different. There's, like... Our background affects everything about us affects mm-hmm. our work. Yeah. In some way or another. For sure. Yeah. Especially like you, Lauren, like your designs, like <laughs> it's obviously not the color purple, but I associate the <laughs> color purple with you so much. But like Thanks. if I didn't know what you had designed and I was looking through like a hallway of your work, I'd be able to be like, that's Lauren's stuff. Like, wow. Like everyone, like y- you get a touch of everyone. And I'm sure like yeah. these dancers, like, 
you like they have their own technique yeah. and stuff like that and they're playing from the heart yeah oh my gosh yeah, yeah. especially now yeah exactly like if they weren't before they're definitely now mm-hmm. this is super where did you um where were you researching this from um i just honestly i just looked up the kiev city ballet and here i found one thing i'll send it to you but that's crazy. super cool i remember um i think i listened to a npr article about Mm -hmm. this i think i like briefly told you about but it was like months ago because i remember i was listening to it in birmingham and i don't know why i would have been in birmingham Mm -hmm. anytime recently um at the very least maybe it was like new year's or something it was still like a while ago and they were just talking about how like how their country is no longer like the country they left from Mm -hmm. and i just I don't know. Imagine like leaving your, like leaving your like oh, child that you at think home. you're gonna come back to in two weeks, and it's just not right. there. And it's like it's very sad that this is called the never ending tour because mm. it's not the never ending tour because they want to keep. Well, maybe they want to keep going. I don't know. I don't. They just like, I'm can't. Not there, but they can't go, go home. back home. Yeah, it's like it's not even an option. Mm-hmm. Did they self title that, or did did is that what like the media is saying? I think that's what the media is saying. That's like one of the sub uh headers for what i was just looking at but yeah i honestly it kind of reminds me of like when we got out for covid and they were like oh like it's just gonna be a week of spring break and then it was and everyone was like woo yeah and then like the whole world changed so i mean this is a lot more grave than that for them but it reminds me today in class professor herbert said Design is just like the process of struggling. Like you just struggle through the yeah. process. Right. Art, art, is, and art is like that. I've yeah. never heard of that. That's really good. I know she that said that, that's very and true. I wrote that down. I was like, so <laughs> real. <laughs> right, so true, bestie. So true. And like out of all this sadness, though, like dance is the thing keeping them going. Oh my dance gosh. is an art form. Also, what a beautiful art form for that. Yes, like oh, for that oh, kind real. of outlet. Dance is like very special. Like in a way, I obviously don't understand. I'm not a dancer, but like. To combine, like, f- the physicality of dance with the creative and, like, mindful aspect of, like, any creative field, I don't know, like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's the only, like, form of art, I guess, that uses your body in that way other than, like, performance visual art right. or theater or something like that, but it's very, very beautiful, very tiring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's so sad. Yeah, my heart goes out to them. I'm so sad that they came here five months ago and we didn't know i just had no idea well, right down the street maybe they'll you come know. back maybe they i will. mean surely maybe they'll come to birmingham they didn't yeah. hit that the first Ooh, time yeah true they probably will come back to birmingham i hope so they wow. need to come somewhere in alabama again yeah we'll all go see it yeah we all can, three of us we can take a little saturation <laughs> size field trip for sure well let's take our uh, listeners on a field trip right now um, Great segue. After hearing some bad news about a war, let's listen to Good News by Mac Miller. You're listening to WEGL on uh, 91.1 FM. This is Saturation and Talisized. Don't go anywhere. All right. Welcome back to Saturation and Talisized on WEGL 91.1. We have a guest with us today. Hi. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> um, Andrew is a fellow senior graphic designer here at Auburn University. And um, I believe this next segment, Andrew has all queued up and ready for us. So yeah. let's hear it. Um, so anyone who knows me knows that I love fashion. 
The king um, of fashion. Yeah, king I wouldn't say of the fashion. King. I wouldn't say the no, king. No, you oh pull God, up to stop. class in the most yeah. rizzed up fit. <laughs> no, literally. Not the rizzed up fit. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't say king of fashion. I'm I'm more of a uh, appreciator than like a um, aficionado. Whatever. Aficionado. Okay. You know what I mean? I love your fashion. Thank you. I appreciate it. Today I just wore a a not so cute fit. It's okay. All it's fashionistas just pull up in a t-shirt. Right. From it's time model. To time. All it's, fashionistas know how to dress casually and cute. Right. Which it's you model do. off duty. It's model, model off duty. duty. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, but um, but yeah, my topic is about fashion, of course. Um, I'm gonna talk about Alexander McQueen. Yes. Are y'all familiar with Alexander McQueen? Honestly, not really. Maybe just the brand Tiny name. Bit. Just the I, name. Yeah, yeah, I know the name. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, Alexander McQueen, amazing, prolific. Um, fashion designer he has completely revolutionized fashion as we know it um with like the smallest things too so like um low-rise jeans Mm -hmm. was popularized by alexander mcqueen really during his like one of his first collections um he introduced what's called the bumpster and it's like just supposed to like hit like like lay on your hips basically mm-hmm. wait when um, was that when he that was them? early 2000s i want to say like 2000 actually it might be 90s actually but he was like the he person was who the, brought he was it? the first person to ever do it and like put it on wow. a fashion show and then like you know trickled down through the department right. stores um and cool. such but um specifically i want to talk about his fall winter 2009 collection which is called the horn of plenty um so a little bit about Alexander McQueen, born in London, England. Um, his name is actually Lee Alexander McQueen. Ayo, ayo. <laughs> um, love it. I inc- as soon as I found that, I was like, I have to include this. Of course. She would love that. Um, uh, he passed unfortunately and very tragically in 2010. Um, he attended Central Saint Martin's College of Art and Design in London as well. Um, mostly just stayed in London throughout his entire career. Um, worked with Givenchy as a head designer and had a partnership with Gucci at one point Ooh. as well. Um, but about the show, um, I included a link on here so that y'all can see it, but um, it's basically described as a, you know, a middle finger to the fashion industry. Um, it's kind of a homage to a lot of his other shows as well. Um, and I wanted to bring this up because it's very, like fashion is also like, an art form of course which a lot of people it's very highly debated as whether or not is it is an art form but personally i think that is yeah it's just because it's like it's more of a constructural thing like construction type well it's like sculpture um i mean yeah i mean that's why i disagree and say that it is an art form um totally but yeah the um it's kind of like a middle finger to the the fashion industry um a lot of his pieces were inspired by Dior and Chanel and Balenciaga, like kind of ripping off the, the like their ideas and their designs, but putting his own kind of like twist on it. Um, but the reason why it's called the Horn of Plenty is become is because it came from that is the name of the pub that Jack the Ripper's last victim was seen at. Whoa. Interesting. And his first collection, which was his like senior collection at Central St. Martin's the title of that collection was Jack the Ripper Stalks His Victims. And it had like barbed wire motifs and like, you know, like blood splatters, that sort of thing. Very dark. He is a very dark designer, um, which is like the artist's dream to yeah. like do something that's, you know, it dark like feeds your soul. It yeah. feeds your soul a little <laughs> bit. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to see what y'all thought about this collection. A lot of the, um, a lot of the like 
shape of all of the garments are very like Alexander McQueen classics. Um, A lot of the designs on the um, outfits were all inspired by other shows that he's done. So the houndstooth, um, Mm -hmm. the sort of like bird motif that we have throughout the entire thing. The bird one? I'm hung up on the bird one. Number 36 Mm -hmm. with the like thing on the head. I don't even know yeah. how to describe that. It's giving bird. Yeah. And it's really weird to me to think that this is ready to wear. So there's a difference between like ready to wear and um, like couture. Um, but ready to wear is mostly just for like the general masses. Mm-hmm. And couture is sort of like the celebrities, the high end. Yeah. Um, so know, this clientele. is for the public. This is for, like for the public to to purchase and to no, but I could with. see the public wearing some of this in New York, at least like. Yeah. True. Right. For sure. I could see this. Yeah. Y'all see those like those TikToks or those videos about people who are like these are what all of the New York fashion students are wearing. All the time. Oh, yes. All this the is time. very that. I feel yeah. like I would definitely see one of these in one of those videos. This is like ahead of its time. Also, right. listener, you can find these looks at www.com. You uh, will find them in the 2009 fall ready to wear category. Right. You should be able to Google it and you can look at it if you want to. Follow along. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was struck by number twenty-two. Number twenty-two. Oh it's a it's a dress. Oh, with like an umbrella. With hat. an umbrella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, what you can't see in these pictures, but if you like find a video of the actual runway show, you'll be able to see it. In the center of the like runway room, mm-hmm. there is a giant mass, like a pile of all of these different pieces of furniture and props that look like they were burned and charred and blackened with fire and stuff and all of those pieces of furniture in that pile are all references to his previous shows oh yeah and obviously um he passed in 2010 and this is fall winter 20 like 2009 this was his second to last fully completed show um and basically the media and the fashion critics and stuff they didn't really get that he was ahead of his time and was doing like crazy things because he wanted to change what fashion was viewed as, but everyone just like hated him or like hated his work and criticized him heavily. So it kind of like broke him down and made him, it kind of made his art a little stronger in a similar way of like the first topic yeah. of, you know, you know, you're, there's a lot of hardship that mm-hmm. you're dealing with and you kind of have to like, this is my art. This is the only thing that right. I have. So I have to just keep That's going. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that fashion is an art form, especially he has a lot of other really, really cool um, fashion shows and collections. I actually, I take an art history. Well, I took an art history class freshman year and our final was to do like an exhibition sort of thing Mm -hmm. and it was only from like cave drawings up until uh, medieval times and my like exhibition that I did was fashion during the medieval time and how it influenced fashion in the modern time as well that's so cool Um, cool. and his a lot of like the modern dresses that we have today Mm -hmm. are so similar to medieval style dresses and um, 
the way that we do our hair and like some of the hair pieces that some like celebrities wear and stuff. They don't mm-hmm. even know that that's been like around since medieval times, which is super interesting. Um, also, a lot of like color combinations were being figured out mm-hmm. during that time as well. So a lot of like visual color that goes with like fashion was, you know, kind of invented back then as well. But um, I used one of Alexander McQueen's pieces as like the centerpiece of the exhibition um Mm. not from this collection but from his final collection that he actually didn't finish because it was like halfway done when he passed um and the reason why he passed is because eventually his mother passed and from all of the like strife from the fashion community and the loss of his mother he just couldn't take it anymore and he tragically passed away breaks my heart um but it is his work is such like a testament of time of like some of this work is even still fashion forward today Mm -hmm. you know what I mean definitely like it's still pushing the boundaries of what we can and can't do with like garment design and stuff like that I had that thought like looking through these it's like at first I didn't realize it was a 2009 collection and I was looking through them and like Mm -hmm. they don't they definitely don't scream. How long ago was 2009? Like oh, 14, 14 years ago. Oh my yeah. God, that makes me sick. No, yeah, like, literally. these things are not things you would see 14 years ago. I would not see them in the first couple of seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, <laughs> no, like. Could you imagine? This is not giving 2009 <laughs> at all. No, it's right. it's still giving 2020s and yeah. like where we are now. And that's mm-hmm. literally incredible that he, like you were saying like earlier, he coined low rise jeans and yeah. he was also making garments like as constructed as these are mm-hmm. and the the line work in these is crazy yeah they are the silhouettes yeah the silhouettes everything. are insane also he also like popularized using corsets in modern day clothing as well Ooh. um kind of during... like your uh, art history show when you were saying that our dress is similar to oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. for sure for sure for sure um but yeah he kind of popularized it and he did you know those kind of like tank tops that we see now that are, it's like a simple strap, but it's like a corset bodice type mm-hmm. thing. Um, and people just like wear those as like tops. Mm-hmm. He was doing that in, you know, 2006. Wow. He was way ahead of his time. Um, but again, That's people incredible. just like didn't yeah, take him seriously and didn't like think that it was worth, you know, the watch. So everyone just kind of like glazed over it or just kind of like. That happens with so many artists, I feel right. like. They become so much more popular after they pass. Yeah. But you know what we can't glaze over? What? An ad break. <laughs> We're actually almost five minutes late on, late on it, but I was really Oops. into this conversation. Okay. Um, we're going to be listening to after. <laughs> It's Not Living by the 1975. Don't go. All right. You're back on Saturation Italicized with our guest, special guest, Andrew. Hi. Andrew's been teaching us about Alexander McQueen and some of his fashion design recently. And um, I think we're just going to continue that conversation now because we're all pretty into it. Yeah. I'm so glad that y'all are into it. Um, so now we're looking at the final collection that he w- that is unfinished, unfortunately. Um, he was halfway through it when he passed. And he only had, I believe, nine pieces done or at least nine pieces designed that the rest of his team finished for him after he passed. Mm. Uh, I think this is untitled, actually, that his la- like his last collection's untitled. But yeah, what do y'all think? It's giving renaissance. It just right, really right, reminds right. me of like 
Italian Renaissance. Mm-hmm. But with the, the short way. silhouette with the high boots is also giving Ariana Grande. It, it, yes, <laughs> very that, very that. Oh, I would love some of those boots. Some of those boots would be so cool. Yeah, they are. Even just cool. as like a statement piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm interested in this like mini skirt situation that's kind of like ruched at the top. This oh, mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's part of the dress or if it's I think a it's skirt. all is that two piece. Is it? I don't know. I don't think it's two piece. I think it's all part of the same dress. But I used one of these in my exhibition mm-hmm. piece that I did in art history, and a I think I used the final piece, which is at the bottom. Um, but I used it just because of the embroidery style that he used during this collection. Mm-hmm. And it calls back to the medieval style yeah, um, embroidery that they did. Super beautiful, super detailed. And this is all done by hand. Wow. And it's insane. Oh, wow. Like all of the everything. And de- wow. Everything. The only thing insane. that they used a machine for was obviously like the construction of the garment. But mm, yeah. all of the embroidery and stuff is all hand done. That's incredible. It's insane. The silhouette I really like is um, it's towards the end of the collection. It's the like all white and gray piece, where it kind of has like a V shape. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I've never seen a silhouette like that before. I really like that. That one's super, super gorgeous. Um, and what's really cool about this collection is it was a very somber event. Obviously, when he passed, and within the fashion realm, it was kind of a oh, our words have weight. Like, our reviews and stuff, it, re- it can really get to a person. Yeah. So um, when they were showing this collection, only nine people were allowed in the room at one, at one time seeing Whoa. the collection. Dang. So they did, I forget how many runs of the collection that they did, but they only did a limited amount and only like nine or ten people were allowed in the room while they did it. So it was a very, uh, it was it was a tribute, I would like to say, an homage, but it was also very serious and somber, and mm-hmm. they didn't want to, you know, make it public super, super hard. Was his passing of his own accord? It was, okay. yes. Mm. Which is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, that's, but, that's so sad. And it's just like, what you were saying literally like a minute ago about like the the cons just really get to people. It's crazy to think like this person who was so ahead of the wave, mm-hmm. uh, Van Gogh being super ahead of yes, the way, not I selling was also thinking right. yeah, very similar to Van Gogh. Yeah. That's terrible. I feel like this is a very clear example of, you know, history repeats itself kind of thing with mm-hmm. different artists mm-hmm. of I feel like a lot of prolific artists that we know of now went went with this sort of same wavelength of no one's really no one's really recognizing me and right. they will only recognize me after I'm gone. Which is so ridiculous. Which is so ridiculous and so crazy and, you know, like absurd to me to understand or to fathom. But it is kind of I mean, you kind of have to think of it as like maybe that's me and like maybe my work is gonna be you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like maybe your work's just not recognized, like right. why you're doing it, kind of thing. And obviously, some of them were rec- like, especially the the big, big artists that we know of now, um, who had because a lot of commissioned artwork back then during you know Van Gogh, 
um, Da Vinci, that sort of, you know, the Renaissance era. (laughs) Um, They were all being commissioned by the wealthy and by the church a lot. True. Um, A lot by the church. And so that's, they were recognized in that sense. But I guess afterwards they were recognized, you know, through art historians, which, you know what I never really thought about? What? Who... Who is looking at these artists and is saying, yeah, we need to talk about them more? Do you know what I mean? I don't think I've ever thought we about are. that before. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Our tiny little college radio station. Yeah. But it's, but I don't know. you, you know what I mean? Where it's like, who looked at Van Gogh's work and said, yeah, this needs to be talked about more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Well. Because I'm sure that there are a million yeah. other artists that we don't know about. That, that we're just overlooked. That we just overlook. We had this assignment in um, Lee Clark's class when we, like, our first assignment there was we had to find 50 artists that we liked and do Whoa, a, like, pitch 50? on them. Yeah, it was a, it was literally a PowerPoint show. Oh, or so many. That of 50 so artists we like. And by the end of it, I was literally pulling from artists that had, like, 300, 500 followers on Instagram. Like, really, right. really small artists. But I guess that's a great way to broaden your find horizons things. and find yeah. new by artists. By the end of it, I was, like, following people I didn't know anymore. Right. Was, it, was it specifically, like, what were, were there parameters on what kind of artist you needed no, to No, no, that's what I love about his class is, like, if you consider it art, then he considers it art. Oh, that is so – I need a class with him. Mm. Oh, you so do. Lovely. Let's try to take one do. in the okay, fall. Okay, yeah, for sure. Because I sure, need one sure. with him, too. And maybe – I've told him about this podcast before. Regardless, right. I'll tell him on Thursday we talked about him. But <laughs> I genuinely, like, his class is phenomenal. His way of, like, teaching is phenomenal. He's so I'm nice. yeah. so glad I've heard, I'm in his class. I've heard nothing but great things about him. Same. He's great. I've interacted him. I interacted with him in the studio one day, and he was asking like what year I was, and I said I was a senior, and he was like, "How have you slipped through all my classes?" <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm asking myself that same. How long? Question. But he hasn't been there for. He hasn't been here. How long? No, this is his year? second year. Right. So how is it his first or second? Not him asking you. No, how have you literally. slipped through all my classes? I'm like, sir, I don't know, you've man. only been here for a year. <laughs> How have you slipped? Yeah, how have yeah. you <laughs> slipped? Exactly, exactly. Well, maybe you should tell people to stop, you know, taking your classes so much. Exactly. Give other people a chance. Because we love, I'm actually, I'm in his second class right now. There like, should I'm be, in his second uh, class. So it's your, so you're the problem. It's me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm um, hogging him. Yeah, exactly. It's all Lee's fault. Also, we we're first. hogging the airways because it's time for another ad break. But um, quickly, before an ad, we are going to attempt <laughs> to use the phone in the in the studio right now. Um, our phone number is 334-844-9345. So I'll say that again, 334-844-9345. Please call. If y'all would like to call in, I will attempt to take your call. I will attempt to broadcast We're going to try it. our best. But um, this is going to be a learning curve for everyone involved (laughs) so um yeah call in and hopefully we'll get to talk to you uh this is feel good incorporated by gorillas we'll see you on a couple of minutes all right you're tuned back into saturation italicized we actually do have a caller um thank you so much to andrew's sister sister sydney um so i'm going to attempt to put her on air now wish me luck and hopefully you will hear her all right sydney can you hear us Yes? No? Hey, Sydney, can you hear us? Hello? Can you hear me? <gasps> yes! yes! We Yay! can hear you. She's on air! What's going on? Oh, the delay. 
Oh, the delay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, maybe I should have already screened the question. Sydney, if you can hear us, just go ahead and pop your question in, and we would love to answer. Oh, no. The delay. Let me, let me try pressing another button again. Sydney, hello. <laughs> hello, Sydney. Sydney, oh, no. please. We lost her. No, she's on air somehow. I really, I need to hear this question. Oh, oh she's texting me her question. Okay, we'll just get the question over text and we'll answer okay. it. Wow. Sydney is on air in spirit. She yeah, is she on is. air in spirit. She's in, she's in the studio, actually. I don't know why it's not <laughs> working. <laughs> I'm following the instructions yeah. step by step. Sydney, it is not your fault. If you can hear us, it is not your fault. Also, we we heard her for a second. Yeah, we did. I don't know did. why it's not working anymore. We'll get the question from her. Okay, so here is Sydney's question. She said, I know Andrew pulls a lot of his inspiration from specifically fashion and music. I would like to hear what the other girlies pull their inspiration <laughs> from. Oh, Lauren, you want to take that? That's interesting. Just for like any of my art? Uh, for art, design, or um, anything at all. Honestly, I feel like one of my biggest inspirations are places that I've been. Like, especially like with my poetry, like I write about Ooh, like yeah. mm -hmm. specific moments of places I've been to. And then for like, for my packaging project last semester was like directly inspired by a place that I went to. So I would say Italia. that. Italia. Italia. Yeah, I oh definitely gosh, yeah. see that inspiration in your work, specifically like the project you were just talking about, your packaging, your packaging project. Like that was entirely from your trip. Yeah, literally. Mm -hmm. that if that I hadn't gone beautiful. on that trip, I wouldn't have been influenced by that at that all. That was a beautiful design. Thank like you. I loved what you did with that design. Thank you. What is your website? LaurenBistritz.com. Just in case anyone's interested. So if anyone needs to see it. <laughs> what, is your, what do you get inspiration yeah, Lee. from? Um, so my, I would say my, that was a great question. Thank you, Sydney. Um, so my, I think my design inspiration and my poetry inspiration comes from two different places. My design inspiration almost entirely comes from music. Uh, I've said this before on air. I'll probably say right. it a billion more times. I want to go into the punk industry. I want to go into punk music design. Yeah. Everything I design at this point, I am designing for that. I don't really even care about like, broadening my portfolio anymore because I don't like I don't want to do other things right. and I will not be happy if I do them um that. so th the goal is to do punk design in some way but for my poetry my inspiration's almost always pulled from um my personal experiences kind of what you were saying like your ex your experience in Italy but um individual lines will be pulled from like I'll just be walking around and I'll have a thought and then like I'll kind of double back and be like, wait, that thought's like a little beautiful. Right. Um, and I'll be like, I need to write that down. Specifically, um, the last poem I wrote for the circle was it had a line that was like, um, I know the sound or I know the sound of uh, I know the sound of cloth stripping from your skin the same way I know your voice or something like that. Ooh, I and like that. that's pretty. I like I literally had that thought like after hanging out with someone and right it, I was like I need to write that down I like that and um I've also like there's been a couple of lines I pulled from I liked a song by basement once called for you or no 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 
Yeah, it was called For You, The Moon. And then I also had a song liked under it called Only Prettier by Miranda Lambert. And I was scrolling through my like Spotify one day and saw that I had them liked. And I was like, oh, if you put those together, the line For You, The Moon, comma, Only Prettier would be a beautiful oh, line. Oh, that's really pretty. True. Yeah. So I made that a line. So I'd say like inspiration for poetry is um kind of just like my experience through the day and what I feel like is worth remembering. Right, for sure. Beautiful. I also take, like, for sure, music is, like, a big inspiration. Mm-hmm. And also, like, fashion. I usually only pull, like, fashion, my inspiration from fashion, from color schemes and visual, yeah. like, abstraction kind mm-hmm. of shapes and, and colors and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah. music, for sure, it's not necessarily the words that they say, but it's the the feeling that you get when you mm-hmm. listen to certain songs mm-hmm. is super impactful yeah. for any Art kind of is design. And I also want to, as well, so bad work in the music yes. industry. Yes, And hopefully I'm going to get the internship that I want. Um, Who's that with? Hatch, it's uh, it's a print shop in Nashville, mm-hmm. and they've done. Oh, I've heard of that. They've done a, they've done a million different artists like posters and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, they've done Tom Petty, that iconic like Tom Petty, uh, magenta, yellow, cyan, like gradient thing that yes. says like Tom Petty and whatever. Yeah, that was Hatch. Um, mm. They've done Casey Musgraves. They've done Black Pant, like Black Pumas, um, cool. a bunch of different stuff. Uh, but yeah, they take internships, and I really want to do that. All right, that's awesome. If we really, really quickly do a game, we're technically already getting into Silly Willie's Tune Time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Silly Willie is saying it's okay, but he's yeah. saying it's okay. So let's let's run through a game real okay. quick. Okay, I have a game. Who designed a boot named after an animal known for its distinctive armored shell? Is it A. Alexander McQueen? B, Mark Jacobs, or C, Christian Dior? I do know the answer to this. Lee, I'll give it to you. Uh, I'm going Dior. I'm going Dior. C. It's Alexander McQueen. It's Alexander McQueen. He actually actually designed the the armadillo boot specifically for Lady Gaga. Oh, Gaga was cool. the first person that he designed See, that for. Look at you adding literally <laughs> trivia to yeah. the trivia um, game. But yeah, it's in her Bad Romance music video. Um, she okay. wears like one of the first things that, like one of the first ones that he ever did for her. She, Another she amazing super, thing she's done. Right. She, she was a amazing. super big, uh, like Alexander McQueen, he sent her all of the like proofs of everything. He loved her. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love. Her. I could see her wearing a lot of stuff from both the collections yeah. we looked at. Mm-hmm. No, she's literally the best. Okay, question number two: Who designed Audrey Hepburn's iconic little back black dress from Breakfast at Tiffany's? Oh. Is it A. Givenchy, two or B. Armani, or C. Ralph Lauren? I think I know what it is. C. I want to say it's Givenchy. It is. Okay. Oh, my Slay. gosh. <laughs> I'm two for two. Andrew, you come on to our show. You <laughs> just to show you all look bad. <laughs> so this is Saturation Italicized brought to you by Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, honestly, though, that, like, just goes to show you knew what you were talking about. Yeah, you, you did. know I, it. You are qualified. That. I, yeah, a little too much, actually. No, never too <laughs> much. The last question is, which famous designer has a SpongeBob tattoo? Is it A, Marc Jacobs, B, Ralph Lauren, or C, Christian Dior? I actually don't know this one. Oh, thank God. I stumped him. Oh, my God. Him. That's a good, that's a good question. That's a good question. options? Marc Jacobs, Ralph Lauren, or Christian Dior? No way Ralph Lauren has a <laughs> SpongeBob tattoo. Hey, you tattoo. never know. Um, I'm going to go Dior. I'm going to say Marc Jacobs. 
Andrew <laughs> is our winner for today's <laughs> game. He's three for three. <laughs> Has Mark. that ever happened before? Uh, uh, I've gotten three for three. Okay, before. yeah, I bet you have. I don't. Honestly, I don't know if I have. I feel like maybe one time. May- yeah, yeah, maybe early on. I yeah, think one it's of the definitely doesn't happen often. I think right. for quote identification, you got yeah. Oh three yeah. For mm-hmm. three. That's wow. incredible. Snaps. Thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Where's my mouse? <laughs> oh my god, I love the soundboard that y'all use. It, I, I'm, oh, do okay. you want to hear the vine boom? I can pull her up. Oh my god, up. quit. Oh, they, re- they reorganized the... Oh, oh dare that they do so that. I love that. I got a... <laughs> <laughs> you should have played that when I got another question right. Oh, I found it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way that you have... Who made that MP3 file? Dude, the thing is, <laughs> like, say? this radio station is run by just 21-year-olds. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Disgruntled 20-somethings. Like, who are like, hmm, what who, should, what sound effects should yeah. I Yeah, who are given a mic and the power to say anything. Literally. Um, They're like, what would be funny on air? The uh, vine boom. And yeah, it, they the were right. Boom. That it's is so funny. quite literally hilarious. Um, but I do, <laughs> I do want to say. I'm sorry. I'm done. I... Thank you so much for having me. I'm Thank such you, a, literally, anytime. I am such an avid listener. Like, ever since the beginning, I, you have been I like, texted y'all and was like, I love Saturation Italicized. Andrew, I love you. Oh, my God, I, I love know, y'all, I too. I love you. Okay, well, next time, next oh. time I come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Um, no, no, but, no, there is literally. going to be a next time. Yeah. You've been a wonderful guest. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I will bring some trivia to <gasps> ask you guys. Ooh, we so could excited. We could do, like, an entire, like, just... Lee and Lauren trivia episode. That dude, that would be phenomenal. Would be so I would fun. love that. Yeah, that would be great. Love but that. only when y'all don't have something to talk about it. What, you mean any yeah, any time two days before <laughs> the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> One last thing before we end, we do have to shout out a very special listener named Skylar that I meant to oh, shout yeah, out earlier. Yeah. The Andrew has Skylar. told us. Listen oh, to our show gosh, on yes. the radio. You yeah. were talking about that earlier today in class. Yes, yeah. Skylar, this is your on-air invitational to come join sometime. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely>. yeah, <laughs> so true. If he if he cannot hear it or um, he's already tuned out, I will definitely tell him. Yes, okay, yes. for sure. Um, but a big thank you to all of our other listeners. Like, we love y'all. Um, we have no way of knowing if anyone is listening or, or not. <laughs> well, but Tony, a big thank you to Tony, our first yes. caller, yeah. and Sydney, our second caller, yes. that we could not get on air. Truly, this was a wonderful show. Yeah. Thank y'all for calling in. It, it means the world. We love doing this. We love just talking about our interests. <laughs> but you must stay tuned for Silly Willie's Tune yes, Times coming absolutely. up soon. Yes, I will actually be guest starring. Um, to talk about some animation. Oh my gosh! So fun. it's just the design stuff continued, right? Yeah. Trickled exactly. in and saturation the next show. italicized part. Silly Willy Toon time. Yeah. Exactly. Soon it'll be the entire Weagle station. It'll be all day. Hey, a uh, twenty-four hour <laughs> Weagle broadcast is coming up soon. Really? Yeah, we're turning. Uh, Weagle turns fifty-two, like in we. a couple, in a week. Yeah, <laughs> we we are Weagle. No, it's <gasps> April twenty-first. April twenty-first, <laughs> Weagle will turn 52. 20, 52. 20. Oh my gosh, really? I got it. Yeah. Oh, I did not even know that that Yeah, so it's a 24-hour... That is gorgeous. Congratulations. That's so fun. Well, thank you for joining us, Andrew. Uh, We are so wildly over our time right now. (laughs) Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I will see you later. I've been your host, Lee. And I've been your host, Lauren. And And we have... And I've been your guest, Andrew. Yes. (laughs) And we have one more thing to say. 
War Damn Eagle. Damn Eagle.